0: We do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. This is Lydia,
1: the lifestyle coach, and we are ending eating disorders using nothing but your brain. So we are talking about binge eating and bulimia and overeating and food obsession and body hate and chewing and spitting and graze binging and nighttime eating and crazy holiday eating and crazy weekend eating and crazy weekday eating. All of the ways that we treat food and have this relationship with food that hurts our bodies and our souls and our emotions and our mind That food obsession all the time, that constant running ticker of what calories we've eaten and what calories we shouldn't have eaten and what's in the pantry and what are we going to have later today and what are the people that we know going to have and how am I going to not have that stuff when I go to that event later. And being able to have that wonderful space in your mind, that freedom that normal eaters get to experience to not have an eating disorder anymore, to have pace space and peace in your mind to be able to eat calmly and move forward that is what we are talking about. We are going to talk about all of the things that food becomes to us and what happens is that as food becomes more and more in our lives and takes up more space of importance and is used for all sorts of things that food was never intended and is not natural for it to be used for then we can build this fear of well what happens if I can't do that anymore? What happens if I can't binge anymore? What happens if I can't overeat anymore? Because it's not just food that feels like it's being taken away. It's everything that food has become. And then we're gonna talk about the truth. We're gonna talk about what actually happens when you have freedom. And it's a surprise to a lot of people. It's not intuitive, but we've seen it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. I mean we have people coming to us we specialize with so people who have struggled for over forty years with this problem. We've had people that have either been yo-yo dieting and have been on over a hundred diets or people who have been to five or eight eating disorder treatment centers, and the problem has only gotten worse and worse, and now they're in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt from that like those are the people that come to us or the incredibly successful career people who their life seems to so great. They've got the family and they've got the career and they even appear to be healthy sometimes, but then it's this like deep resounding imposter syndrome of if you only knew and that they're binging and purging and their heart could stop at any time. In those three different ways that your heart can stop an instant death anytime that you purge, like it's a huge variety of people that struggle with this. But with the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that we now get to see free from this, that get to celebrate not having an eating disorder anymore, what we know is that as they come into this wonderful place of freedom, when they have peace around food and peace in their minds and health in their bodies, that freedom on the other side of this is not at all like what their fears said that it would be, that it is absolutely wonderful and glorious. And I want you guys to see the reality and the truth of what is actually, actually, actually going to happen. Um, Some of you might be listening to the audio playback, but you guys, if you're here live, I just sort of put my hair behind my ear, and so I can see like this big chunk of gray in my hair right here. And I just want to sort of go sideways for a minute and (laughs) celebrate with you guys. Back in my crazy days when I had an eating disorder, I remember just being so obsessed about my body and just so afraid of food but then also in love with food and it was just this horrible horrible chapter like um, and I remember like getting near a panic attack one day when I thought you know I'm I'm young and I'm thinner than a lot of people are and I'm more fit than a lot of people are and I put so much work into my health and I hate my body this much I hate my body this much and then what tipped me over the edge was the thought of and I'm going to get old. I'm going to age. And there's nothing I can do about that. And I can't control that. And like, no matter how many pieces of kale that I eat and nothing else, like, I'm still gonna age. And it just sent me into this panic. And so I wanted to celebrate that. I just put my hair behind my ear and I see this little like streak of gray and I just totally celebrate that. Like, I can get old now. <laughs> I can get gray and I can have the natural experience of getting old and it's not scary and it's not panicky. and That is part of life, you guys. Like, if you don't die today, you're going to be older tomorrow. Like, that's just going to keep on happening. And if you don't have peace with your body right now, especially if you have an eating disorder and you're deteriorating your body really, really quickly and you're just like, like aging your cells and just like wearing everything down from the binge eating and all of the tax that that puts on your body, like it gets harder and harder and more and more panicky. And so I'm so proud of you guys being here and hi. Hi. Oh, man. Like so fun to see you guys here. Thank you guys for introducing yourselves and hello. So appreciating the hearts and the likes and Tracy saying hi. I'm a grazer overweight, high blood pressure, sleep apnea, feel like crap. Oh, Tracy saying you're beautiful and you aren't (laughs) old. So I appreciate that. And uh, Tracy, so wonderful for you to introduce yourself. And please know you're not alone. Like there's the really hard experience of the health issues that we move through as human beings and I understand and I say this with all the love and the care Tracy that I can appreciate how hard it is to see these health issues and know with like the the grazing and the graze binging and knowing like what we're doing to ourselves and there's there's a sorrow and a heartbreak in that because there's it's very different to have a health issue and then to have a health issue saying like, wow, how much of this was me. And so I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad you're in this community and, and thank you. Like, I appreciate that. And I just want to um bring up something really wonderful in what you said, Tracy, you know, you're saying you're beautiful and you aren't old. And I can, <laughs> I can appreciate what you're saying. And I, I totally receive it for the compliment that it is, but you guys will get to the point, And I know this might be weird to hear right now. So I just want you to sort of like, Let it wash over you and instead of putting it in the right or the wrong just sort of like consider it for a moment that part of freedom is that that doesn't matter like yes you are treated differently by society the more thin and the more traditionally beautiful that you are like you you will be treated differently by society but there is an internal knowing where that doesn't matter where your age and how much you align with traditional beauty, the charge is taken out of that. Like you might see like, oh, somebody treats me this way because of how I look. Okay. Um, But it doesn't hurt you. Like it doesn't rock your boat. Like it doesn't make you hate yourself because of it. And so I receive that compliment, but I think it's a wonderful wonderful thing to examine. So thank you for that beautiful um, comment, Tracy, and you're saying exactly, yeah. (laughs) All right, you guys, so let's let's have a little fireside chat here about all the things that that food becomes. And as I'm saying these things, so what happens is food becomes, it starts out with what keeps us alive. It starts out as fuel. It starts out as the thing that we're connected to and we want because it is fuel for our bodies. And then as we go throughout our lives, it starts becoming... Um, something that's associated with emotions right it's like birthday cake on your birthday so now desserts are associated with fun or something special or we're having dinner together as a family and that's associated with like you know those wonderful memories and you know this kind of pie reminds us of this grandma and you know having this sort of sandwich reminds us of like you know this our college days or whatever it is and we're meaning making machines and because we eat every single day um or (laughs) i mean I know that probably a lot of us are trying to not do that, but normally, you know, if you don't eat, then you die eventually. Um, Because we're eating so often and we're meaning-making machines, then we start connecting food with all of these different meanings. And then when our relationship with food becomes disordered, when we have these urges toward the overeating or the binging, when we feel out of control, when we feel like the food is calling to us, when there's, you know, chocolate in the pantry and it just feels like it's like hear more and more and like, you know, we need to just eat it to get it out of the house when we start getting worried about going to a party because what food is going to be there. When we start creating all of that toxic meaning around food, then the meaning of food starts expanding. It starts meaning so much more. So food becomes a source of entertainment. It becomes a thing that we're looking forward to. Like, that's going to be the thing that I do. My hobby is eating. My hobby is binging. It becomes our identity, becomes, wow, I'm somebody who can eat so much and not gain weight, or I'm somebody who can just look at food and I gain weight. It becomes all of these threads into who we are and how we define ourselves. Food becomes a reward. It becomes the thing at the end of the day that we start believing that we deserve. It starts becoming the thing that if somebody is unkind to us, then that's the way that we have a healing balm on their unkindness by hurting ourselves with food. And even though we logically know that that's insane, like that food isn't a reward, food isn't going to make the problem better. It doesn't stop us from doing it, because there's something that feels very impulsive and primal about what food becomes, like it is the reward, I have to have it or I'm not having what I deserve. Food becomes the band-aid. One of the big things that we do with food is we numb. Your state will change if you hurt yourself with food. I mean, people cut themselves because your state changes when you hurt yourself. You can hurt yourself with food and your state will change. It doesn't fix anything, it doesn't make anything better, but it is a way that we use to just numb out. If I don't want to deal with it, well, if I eat a whole bunch of food and I feel so physically in pain or if I feel ill or if I made myself sick or if I'm so worried about that well then I'm not thinking about this other thing for a minute it comes back like a ton of bricks and now you have problems on top of problems and you're hurting yourself with it but in the moment we go to just numb food becomes the way that we can kill ourselves without ending our lives food becomes the way that we can exist without living food becomes the way that we can keep doing the things that we are responsible for and taking care of the people that we're responsible for and never really feeling anything. Food becomes the thing that we do so we don't have to think of the hard things that have happened. So when we have traumas coming up, when we you know, are feeling triggered by something, then food is the thing that we do to change our focus, to direct away from that. Food becomes the most exciting thing In the world the thing that we look forward to the thing that we anticipate the thing that we think about and play over and over and over in our minds all day even if we have our food plan even if we know what we're gonna eat but we just play it over and over and we ask ourselves why why is this taking so much mental energy but we do it anyway and it just becomes this incredibly exciting thing food becomes the thing that anything that we do and plan, travel to, I'm going to Italy, what is the food gonna be like? We're going to visit grandma, what is she going to be cooking? We're going to take the kids to this place, what food are they going to have? It becomes the focal point in everything that we do and everywhere that we go. And it also becomes the worst fear. It's the thing that we wake up in the morning and we are scared about. It's a thing that when we think of going to somebody's house, we're worried about what food is going to be there. It's the source of anxiety that we're constantly playing over and over and over in our minds of, well, would it be rude to ask what they're going to make? Or maybe I should ask if I can bring something so there's something that I can eat. And what if there's something that I can't eat and then I eat it anyway? And then what does that mean? And am I going to go and not eat anything? And then does that mean I'm going to come back and I'm going to binge? So it just turns into this anchor in every single thing in our lives. And it's this thrill that we look forward to. It becomes our best friend. It becomes the thing, wow, like, nobody's kind to me. I don't have any friends. I don't have any worth. Well, food will never talk back. Food will never let me down. It gets into all these areas of our life that it was never meant to be. Food is an inanimate object. But we just thrust all of this meaning on it and we create all this compulsion around it. And it starts replacing all the things that are real. I don't have love and food is love. I don't have friends. Food is friends. I don't have family. Even if your family's right in front of you, your food still replaces that. I don't have excitement. I don't have fun. It's going to be food. It's going to be food. So you have all these best parts of life, and then they keep on getting replaced by food and replaced by food, and food becomes your everything. Food becomes the thing you think of when you wake up. The thing you're thinking of when you go to bed, the thing that is throughout your mind all day long, the thing that rules your decisions, the reason that you decided on your career, whatever you wanted to be when you were a little girl and growing up, well now I'm going to be a nutritionist because my whole world has become food. I'm going to be a personal trainer because my whole world has become trying to make up for the food I ate. I'm going to become a psychologist that specializes in eating disorders and hope that I'll be able to figure out my own problem with food. We've coached a lot of people in that position. 25 years of feeling this imposter syndrome because they have a PhD in the psychology of eating disorders and they have an awful eating disorder themselves and nobody knows and they know their way isn't working and they're talking to people who are coming to them for help and they're thinking inside themselves like, wow, I certainly can't figure this out for myself. How on earth am I gonna try to figure it out for you? Like that's really like the pollution that has come into all of these industries because people who struggle the most, like you start making career decisions. Oh, I wanna help other people, but I hope I hope that it'll help me. And when it doesn't, then now you're 10 years into a career and you haven't fixed your own problem, and now people are coming to you for help. It just becomes everything. So as you guys are listening to this, whether it's here live or to the playback, like pop in the comments, like what has food become for you? What has food turned into in your life? what meaning have you put on food and because food becomes our everything and to the point where we know that it's it's messed up it's crazy it's wrong but to the point where we have real people real amazing lives right in front of us we have a family and we have children but deep down because food has become so important And we feel awful about this, but we wish, wow, I wish that everyone would just go away. That all the people that I love would just leave me alone so I can eat. I have to wait till everyone goes away. I don't want to have to wait until midnight tonight. I just wish that everyone would go away so that I can eat in peace. And what would be the most wonderful thing that I could do? What would be the ultimate spa day? What would be the ultimate luxury if I could just binge and binge and binge and it wouldn't make me gain weight? That's what I would want. So that's the thing where it's, you understand where food has become everything. And this fear comes up, this fear that if food goes away, then I wouldn't have anything because food has become everything. And even the idea of getting better even the idea of getting your life back and having freedom, which part of you, the higher self says like, yes, that's what I want. I want that freedom. I want to be able to not think about food. I want to be a normal eater, but then part of you has this fear that comes up and and asks like, if you didn't have food, what would you have? And this fear of like, I wouldn't have anything left because food has become my friend, because food has become everything. Like, And I just want to be with you guys in that fear. Like, I get it. It was the thing that I was most terrified of and most excited about. Wow, if I could have freedom from this, that would be the thing that I want most and the thing that I dread most. Because the idea of never binging again, felt like I would never be happy again. Felt like I would never be excited again. Felt like I would never be okay again because food had become everything. And here's what I want you to understand. And I want you to understand the reality and the truth about this, you guys. The reality is, is that fear and that thought comes up because of the disordered eating, because food has become everything. But it's not like you take food away and you don't have anything. It's that you get back what's real. And I wanna give you a little bit of an example here because you might have those fears going through your mind, but you also don't feel good about it. This thought of, I want everyone to go away so I can eat on my own and eat in peace. You feel bad about that. That feels wrong. That feels dissonant. The thing that I'm looking most forward to in this vacation is to eat all of the food and I don't care about the people that are gonna be there. That feels wrong, because you know deep down that you love those people. And so you feel bad about those thoughts. Well, if that was truly the case, if food really was your everything, if food really was the most amazing spa day and true love and what you were looking forward to and the pinnacle of life and the pinnacle of joy and everything that that solves all of your problems. If that was true for you, if you really believed that, then you wouldn't feel bad about it. You wouldn't feel this dissonance. You wouldn't feel this awful feeling where your stomach drops and you think, do I love food more than my children because I'm choosing to eat peanut butter rather than be with them in these moments that I have when they're still little? That bad feeling comes up because you know that it's false, because you know deep down the truth that this is not how you really feel about food. It's what food has become. It's the cage that you're in. But don't get yourself mistaken for the cage that you are in. The reason that you feel bad, the reason you are here watching or listening to this right now is because you know that that isn't right. You feel bad about it because there's some part of you that knows differently. And that part of you is who we're fighting for. That part of you is exactly what is going to change things for you because when that part of you shows up and chooses their freedom and once you have a way to do that and that's what we do every day right like that's how we've helped hundreds and hundreds of people like we have the way to do that but when you really listen to yourself that true self that higher self that doesn't feel good about putting food before the people that you love before your health then that is that freedom. And I want you guys to understand the truth now of what it actually feels like and the experience of getting free from this. And I'll just share experiences from like, like real life, like real people that are now on the other side of this and get to be free. So what happens when food becomes your, your numbing, your comfort, your every time that you get stressed, every time you get sad, every time you're happy, whatever emotions are coming up, right? You go to food. Well, when you're free from it, the stress is still there. The sadness is still there. But the charge and the sting and the feeling of I can't handle this melts away. And you can actually just deal with the stress. You can deal with the emotion. And we've had people with horrible traumatic backgrounds of awful abuse and trauma that have been trying for years to like numb that and they don't want to think about that. And they felt like if they ever thought about it, then it would just kill them. And now they can just experience those memories and move forward and it's not okay and they feel sad and they feel bad about it. But what made it so bad was that it was getting stuffed stuffed down and stuffed down and stuffed down and numbed out and they were hurting themselves more and more with food. And now they just have these huge, two huge problems, right? It's like, wow, I've had all of this trauma happening to me. And then I'm hurting myself. And how messed up does that feel? Someone else hurt me. And now I'm hurting myself. Like, that doesn't feel good. And once you stop hurting yourself, there's incredible healing on the other side of that. And I promise you guys, there is no emotion that is going to kill you. What happens is that and you, you can just experience that emotion and it can move through you. And when you're not numbing and hurting yourself with food, it actually gets to get better. So we'll go to another example. This, well, food is my excitement and it's my fun. And it's the thing I look most forward to only because it has taken all of the space in your life and crowded out everything else. That's the problem. Like that's, that's the thing that's wrong. And when you actually get space back in your life because you're not obsessing about food, when you have that room and that clarity, when you can wake up in the morning and think, what do I want to do today and say yes to things and not worry about it, then what happens is you get to start accessing all the things that truly are fun and truly are exciting because you have space for them now. And the cool thing is, is that when you don't have an eating disorder anymore, that big charge, like all of that, like, craziness and all of that feeling being driven up uh, that charge around food when that goes away then food doesn't actually feel exciting anymore food is nice food is fun food is delicious food is like a good time like you can go out and have a meal with your friends and cool but it doesn't feel like a drug it just feels like food and actually being in this conversation is so much more fun than the food that we forget the food on our plate or having guests over is so fun to connect with other human beings that we forget about the food in the pantry. Food is still there. It's not being taken away, but it just doesn't have all this charge around it. It doesn't have all of this importance around it. And your real priorities, like that part of yourself, the reason why you don't just feel great about binging, the reason why you feel that dissonance is because there's part of you that knows your true priorities and your true values. We have never seen someone get free from their eating disorder and say, oh, wow, life was so much better with an eating disorder. Or, oh, well, now that I can not binge anymore, I realize that the true me just wanted to love food more than my kids. Like I actually do wanna hurt myself with food. That's never, ever, ever, ever happened with the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that we have freed from this. What happens is your true priorities get to come back, like your true values. When you don't have food driving and controlling you, you get to be with your family and actually be present with your family. You get to say, wow, I I love my children. I am grateful for my relationship. Like I love these people. And there's nothing that I'm doing behavior-wise that shows me otherwise. Because I don't park my kids in front of a show and then go and binge on peanut butter and hurt myself. Like, I still eat. I can still have dessert with them. Like all of that is available to me because it's not something I'm desperately trying to avoid. But it's the ability to have your actions aligned with your real values and then those real values to be reflected to you. So instead of food being a band-aid and a numbing for everything, you actually get to deal with what's happening which you would you're having to do anyway because numbing doesn't make stuff go away. It just makes it way harder in a minute. So all of those other issues get easier to deal with because you're not hurting yourself anymore. That feeling of food is love and you know, food is my coping mechanism. You find out food never helped you cope with anything. It just numbed you for a minute. It just changed your state for a minute and then everything got harder. You can actually deal with difficult things. Because you're not being taken over by food and you start having all these things pop up where you realize like, wow, the, the feeling of, I'll put in quotes, love that I got from food is nothing compared to actual love. The excitement that I got from food is nothing compared to actual real excitement that I get to experience now. The fun that I experienced with food is nothing compared to the actual real fun that I get to experience now. The joy and the excitement and the coping, I'll put that in quotes, is you get to find out what the reality is. And that's that beautiful freedom. It's that beautiful freedom. Because the real things are 10 times as wonderful as the artificial things that we create food and make food into. Understand that, like the incredible thrill around food, real thrill of the things that are actually your values, like passion and amazing relationship, or you know, going and hiking and being at the top of a mountain, like those things, the real things, tenfold. And your emotions are hurting you. You're hurting yourself with food because you're creating this meaning around what you have to do if you have yourself room for real life is absolute joy. Giving yourself room for real life is a really wonderful experience, and it's available to everyone. No matter how broken you feel, no matter how long it's been, I mean, that's who we specialize in coaching, guys. And you know what? We also coach people who have been struggling for six months and want to be preventative about this before they have a full-blown eating disorder. Wonderful. And we help those people, too. But what I know is that a lot of times when you've been in the cycle for over 40 years, like there just becomes this thought of like, what if I'm just, what if there's just something wrong with me? What if I haven't gotten free all this time because I really do want to hurt myself? I really do choose food. I really do love food more than anything else. If you're here, that's not true. It's not true because you feel bad about it. If you really loved food more than everyone and everything in your life, then you wouldn't be looking for an answer. You would just be like, oh, good. I'm aligned with my values of loving food more than my family, more than my health. It's just not true. It's just a lie. So I want you guys to understand the truth. And if this is something that you want to be able to experience, if you're sick and tired of food being everything in your life, if you're just tired and with the old story and those old thoughts that have just been cycling round and round, if you're tired of hurting yourself, I want you to know you can be on the other side of this. You can go to lifewithlydia.com/slash/apply. Again, that's lifewithlydia.com/slash/apply, and you can book a free breakthrough session. And what we are going to do is we are going to get you the foundation of freedom, where all the freedom you get to experience for the rest of your life starts with getting the foundation of freedom. And that is where we're going to look at exactly how food is impacting you and what this cycle is. Because it's like a GPS where you actually know where you are and where you actually know where you're going, then you can make a path and you can make a way. So we're going to help you to get under the surface and see all the things that your eating disorder has actually kept out of your awareness. And we're gonna explore that together. And then we're going to talk about even more importantly what you really want what freedom is for you what we're fighting for on the other side of this and my promise to you is that if we can show you how to get to the other side of this if we can help you to have freedom for the rest of your life and we will show you how and you will be super clear on next steps of how to solve this and if not then we'll know where to best direct you from there you've been doing this for a long time we've literally consulted with thousands and. We know if we can help you. We know where to best direct you. If not, but either way, you are going to have that foundation of freedom. As long as you show up for yourself, we will show up for you. We will be there. That's, that's our job. That's what we do.
0: Pop over to LydiaLifestyle.com slash session. That's LydiaLifestyle.com slash session.
1: And it will be some of the best time that you have ever spent on fixing this problem because it will be with those that actually know how to fix the problem. We're not just gonna explore it and talk about theories of why you might be doing this. We know exactly why you're doing this. We're experts at breaking the cycle, but what we care about is you, you as an individual, because you don't get, you don't get freedom as a mass group of just like, here's a tip on this video and now everyone's free. You have your own individual journey. And that's what we know after so many years of doing this and hundreds and hundreds of people that we help. It is an individual journey. We know exactly why you're doing this. We know exactly how to break the cycle. But you individually need to understand that and what the next steps are. And that's why we do those one-on-one sessions and why we do those for free because we believe that everyone deserves to have that foundation of freedom so you can have choices, so you can be able to be the captain of your own ship, to be in the driver's seat of your own life. And we absolutely respect that choice and want you to have good information. So again, this is Leah, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. Bye, guys.
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, here is your next step pop over to lydialifestyle.com slash session. That's lydialifestyle.com slash session